Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Dan Baer's interview with the writers and stars for the A24 musical, Dicks the Musical, Aaron Jackson and Josh Shaw. This is Craig Tittle. Thanks, doll. And this is Trevor Brock. You have a good day. My cock is fucking massive. It always leaves the ladies sore. Money just keeps rolling in. The good times never stop. There's never been a man like me, and I'll always be on top. Craig Tittle, Trevor Brock, my two top salesmen. You two motherfuckers look like y'all could be twins. Uh, I, don't I think we actually see look very it. dissimilar. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Next Best Picture podcast, where we are talking with Aaron Jackson and Josh Sharp, the writers, stars, producers, creators, everything of. Dicks, the musical, the movie. <laughs> Aaron, Josh, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank, thank you for having us, Dan. <laughs> I am so excited to be talking to the fucking identical twins themselves. <laughs> and I, the, the story of this movie is one of the craziest I can think of in recent cinematic memory. This started off as a half-hour UCB musical off, 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 off Broadway. Thank um, you. Did, did you ever think that this would become a movie? Well, this no. is pretty industry standard, actually. <laughs> Nomadland started the same way. <laughs> yes, on oh, the road. Minutes, but no, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah, we were very, um, we were just doing it for fun, um, you know, and we thought maybe it would lead to some sort of like, maybe we'd get a meeting with somebody about something else. And then um, Churn and Entertainment saw it and they were, uh, Corey Adelson was like, do you want it to be a movie? And we were like, absolutely. And we always did. <laughs> <laughs> of course. For a while, we've been development at Fox, who were who sort of paid us to write it as a feature script, and then we're like, "This isn't a Fox movie," and we were like, "Totally, totally, totally." Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, then, um, and then it got an A twenty four, which was sort of um, probably a a more uh, logical home for a yeah you know run of the mill film such as this. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was just what like someone happened to see your show who is in a certain position and they just enjoyed it. Our agent invited people to come see Okay, there you go. (laughs) We also weirdly did it for a long time. Like back in those days, UCB, you'd do a show for like three months and do it like a handful of times, but it became this weird little hit, particularly with like the emerging queer comedian set in New York City. So we did it for like a year and a half or more. Um, 
So it was like a long time of doing it as a little like, you know, black box show in the basement of a Gristini's grocery store. <laughs> and then um, and then now it's a movie. <laughs> now it's a movie. A feature film. And no it's steps in between. That was just A to B. <laughs> 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 nothing in between at all and it is the, certainly one of the most unique absurd <laughs> feature film experiences that i've ever had in a movie theater and all the better for it and an uh, obvious play for best picture so i'm glad we're talking to you as you can yeah. tell i know people complain about these types of movies that are so I obvious mean, awards bait <laughs> please i mean what else were the awards made for if not to honor such achievements <laughs> I mean, you know, and <laughs> we do have to bring it up because it is so incredibly brave of the two of you homosexuals to be playing such such masculine heterosexual men yeah. as the leads of this film. Thank you. <laughs> that, that opening text uh, to the movie, which so perfectly sets the tone. <laughs> Where did that come in the in the process for you guys? We used to at the um out on the UCB the stage show, we would have um you know, the tech or whoever do a voiceover that said something similar to that, like um, gay men. Oh, wow. and, um, so that's kind of always been in the DNA of. Uh... <laughs> but it wasn't in the movie again until the very end. We sort of yeah. like it got repitched and, you it know, was in the screenplay and then they cut it. And then we were we were like, what if we put that back in. <laughs> I do think especially because we are, you know, as you know, um, nobodies but it, it's nice to like sort of signify to the audience like immediately like what you're getting and we always call it like straight man drag we're like in the same way that a drag queen is like not really trying to perform femininity with accuracy like yeah. we are sort of um yeah. taking that as a, and blowing it out like full clown style which is sort of what everybody in the film is doing in their own ways it's a bunch of clowns you know mm -hmm. yeah and it's it's great and you're absolutely right it just like it sets the tone for the movie that like this is this is the type of humor that <laughs> we're going to throw at you for the next little while. And it's there you it's great. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, and had it been known, you know, we came from a great place of great um learnedness. You know, we both lived as straight men for many, many years before coming out. And that was all, of course, preparation. <laughs> Right. It's all that form of research. I mean, you went method. You went full exactly. method. Every gay person can play yeah, every gay person can play straight because they all were method for many years. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> um, it's funny that you're, you're saying that like, that that opening text was always sort of part of the DNA of this, you know, like expanding something from a 30 minute two person show to a, you know, hour plus feature film. That you have to add a lot and like the first thing that i have to know if this was in here the sewer boys was that yeah, always were, part of the dna they were throwaway <laughs> jokes they were just sort of mentioned oh, as really? like one verse of a song we mentioned and made a joke about like you know sewer boys pale little inbred fellows live underground you know and then yeah. we moved on so then when it became a film that was one of those things that we were like oh you could blow this out and for aaron and i we were like yeah. they have to be puppets you know happy to expand yeah we um again the the ucb show we did for zero dollars so we <laughs> negative even <laughs> Negative money, even yeah. So we couldn't do like you know you can't blow it out in this way. It was just Josh and I. We had no puppeteers or uh, and you know we sourced the costumes and wigs ourselves. <laughs> so yeah, that, you that was the fun thing about um it, even our um small budget was getting to blow out this um in a way yeah where you get to have the sewer boys actualized and then they become quite integral to the plot. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> and we love some of those like, I mean, 80s and 90s, like Gremlins and Labyrinth yeah. and Crystal and even like Jurassic Park when you would do more of the like practical stuff. And again, of course, that that was born creatively and also out of necessity because this is not a film that has a huge CGI budget. Obviously, we sort of made it for a sandwich and a dream, you know, so like mm-hmm. it was like fun to get to do like that kind of thing that we liked. And the Bob Barker Marionette Theater in L.A., they puppeteered it and they were incredible. So cool. Spitzer having a moment, Baby Yoda swept the world. I mean, yeah. truly. Baby Yoda walks so Backpack and Whisper could um run. Could waddle. Amen. <laughs> I mean, what, how did, when you decided that you're, you're going to have these, and then obviously they have to be puppets, um, how many iterations of what they looked like did you go through? Larry worked with, Larry Charles, the fabulous mm-hmm. Larry Charles, our director. Yes. He, he worked more with them, um, with the the creators of the puppets than we did but we sent him like a mood board early on of like uh, everything we mentioned you know also with like slender man and Gollum and you know <laughs> sort of like creatures that were like we envisioned them in this world and then he think i think he did a sketch and sent it to them and then they worked together on it so we I'll- I was gonna say, I also recall, like, Aaron and I don't do a lot of stage direction unless it's, like, to serve a joke. Like, we love to hide Mm -hmm. jokes everywhere, but in general, we're like, you don't need a lot of stage direction for this kind of movie until it got to the Sewer Boys, and then it's, like, four block paragraphs, like, explaining them in great detail. Like, they are from hell. (laughs) You know, it's like... (laughs) That was something I think we we were like, you got to know what this is. Uh, From hell, a.k.a. the New York City sewer. (laughs) Exactly. It writes itself. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And I mean, and Larry Charles, brilliant, brilliant comedic mind. Mm-hmm. Seinfeld, Borat, all these you know incredible comedies. Did you always have him in mind as someone that you wanted to direct this extravaganza? Mm-hmm. We were we were very worried about anyone directing it because it's such a specific tone and yeah. you could really go south in the wrong hands. So I think A24 and Chernin came up with the Larry Charles idea and then um, he, he read the script and he saw a video of the stage show and he loved it. And then we had a meeting with him and we like instantly loved him and he fully, he encouraged us to push it even farther, you know? So, you know, we're like, oh God, he's so brilliant, but I don't know, like, I hope he gets it. And then not only did he get it, he like, he made it excel. He made it sing, and it's a musical, so we needed some singing. Mm-hmm. Let's just say there wasn't always a sex scene, and Larry Charles was like, there has to be. Spoiler. Well, that, that's okay. not in the press, I find. Every headline is, like, mentioning that, but yes, feel free right. to hide that spoiler if you don't. I love that he, like, one-upped you guys. Yeah. He was like, you know what? This can be even crazier. Exactly. He was like... Well, he was always of the mindset that he was like, people will know if this film holds back even for one second, even for one scene. So he's yeah. very big of like, you, we should never be holding anything back. And even if it means like, think you do things that don't work, he's like, you should be like pushing in every direction rather than um, trying to rein it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did he encourage you to push that script like even further? Yeah. A- 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 yeah. Performance script. He was, 
who's very much a champion of the piece and and very much understood it from from day dot, as they say in Australia. <laughs> and um, he really, uh, yeah, he pushed us. He pushed us in every direction. I would say. Well, at the same time, he was like really big on the old stage show and like how compact and runaway train it was so like i remember when we had a fox script it was like this big sprawling world building mess where and he was like no you need to like rein it in and just make it about them and the family and this like crazy adventure they go on but then like scene by scene and joke by joke he was like never hold back like with the sensibility but um but i remember he also was like it has to be this like tight little crazy story so he was like very good at like um almost like reining in the story while pushing out the like the POV and the jokes and the sensibility. And it goes very, very, very far. I know you made it for, as you said, a sandwich in a dream, but like the the most uh, visceral special effect I think I've seen in many a year, <laughs> um, that flying vagina. Yeah. <laughs> this butterfly of... of it. I, I I can't. Um, <laughs> but, um, moving aside from that for a second, I just had to mention it because wah, what was it like writing a rap for Megan the Stallion? That was that was wild. Because once you get really her, it happened. Yeah, yeah. We got her. So we shot in February. We rehearsed in January, and I think it was like we officially got her in December, right, Josh? Something I like think that. So. Um, we got so it was very soon before <laughs> shooting and then it still was like oh maybe she wants to write it maybe her team you know so so the song stayed sort of just like a bookmark for a long time and then it was like okay they're ready you need to write it she's coming in like next week for rehearsal and it was like oh shit so that was with Marius DeVry and Carl St. Lucie um they we all and Fiora Cutler our music supervisor um but we all had like a little think tank moment and blew, blew this song out and that was crazy the craziest too was when she'd recorded it and we got to hear it like here that it's like it was so yeah that was mine. I think we also imagined we were like I mean we wrote these wild lyrics and sent them to her and we're like and she probably won't do all that like she'll have to change some and she just she wrapped the text she came in that first day and was like People know I'm dirty, but y'all are dirty. <laughs> we were like, wow, respect, game season. <laughs> I love it. Did you ever consider letting her freestyle at all? We would have done truly anything she wanted to. She'd shoot me in the head with a gun. I, I would allow it. <laughs> yeah. She was incredible to work with because I think she was very much like, I want to do right by y'all. I want to make this work for y'all. Like she was like, she brought so much of herself to it, obviously. And she's such an incredible like performer and dancer and like put full Megan Thee Stallion into everything. But it wasn't a thing where she wanted to like, she was very down to go with it and roll with it, which was like incredible. I mean, we would have again, let her spit in our faces if she wanted to, but. Yeah. Uh, we were rehearsing and there, there's a very wordy verse and she was, uh, we're, you know, we're, and she's learning all the dance moves and she was like, she couldn't remember all the words. So she was like, what are the words? And I was just standing there and like looking straight into her eyes and saying all this filth and she repeat it back to me. And I was like, that, a treasure locked into my mind. Yeah. Uncredited <laughs> vocal coach for Megan the Stallion. <laughs> I mean, you had your treasure moment and now you have unleashed this treasure yeah. on, it was on the incredible world. To watch. Aaron, Thank like you. one one feet from her being like bank vault throbbing, swimming in cash, Scrooge motherfucking McDuck. And her being like bank vault throbbing, swimming. You know, it was like, wow. To see Anne find my clip. <laughs> it's amazing. Aaron, Josh, thank you so much for joining us. We are almost out of time. But before we go, I have to ask, was this what you always envisioned or was it better? 
better. Oh, movie. We're so excited for people to see it. Um, it's our nasty little fever dream. Yeah. And we also, start, we always sort of set out to be like, this is just a movie for us. Like we just made our own favorite movie. So I feel like that's still true. And yet at the same time, we got to collaborate with so many incredible people like across the board who just like blew it out in ways that were like shocking and surprising. So it, it feels... We feel very like um, thankful and also like just amazed that it got made and, and came out the way it did. Yeah, I mean, and having been in the audience at that Midnight Madness premiere at TIFF, it is not just a movie for you guys. So many sickos are going to love this. I know. It's, <laughs> and I'm one of them. Texting Larry, and Larry was like, I think they need to market this film for truants and deviance. <laughs> we were like, I have a feeling they're going to, but we'll pass that along. Aaron Jackson, Josh Sharp, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, everybody, and everyone I can't see. Au revoir. Thank you. Bye, Dan. Nice time. Thank you. Meet you all. <laughs> hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Dan Baer's interview with the writers and stars for the new A24 film, Dicks the Musical, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. Dicks the Musical will be released in theaters from A24 on October 6th. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you all so much for listening, as always, and we will see you all next Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased, and essential world news daily.